Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag NFL. I'm not going to necessarily reminisce. I don't think this is the moment for that. And I'll have plenty of opportunities to reminisce about my football career, none of which I really care to do right now because I'm so much in the moment. I'm not going to be thinking about 20 years of history. I'm going to be thinking about one night of football, a Sunday night game coming off a really tough loss. That's Tom Brady. No memory lane for Brady. It is a storyline. I don't think it is. <laughs> it is absolutely. But it, a I totally agree with what he's saying. You, you're a player now. What this is not like. I mean, he's the most decorated player going to his former team. I'll grant you that. But there's been plenty of that. It happens all the time. Absolutely. That's why it's a running. That's a whole running thing. You know, you play your best game against your ex team to show them and all that stuff. I get it's not a storyline for him. I believe him. I think when he walks out there and it's third and six, he's going to be thinking about converting third and six. He's not going to be thinking about third and two. He ain't going to be in third and long. <laughs> it's Tom Brady. Well, buddy. it will have been third and one, but when an offensive lineman jumps outside, then it'll be third and six. Well, and Tom will cut him. But he's not going to be thinking about uh, winning the snowball with the Raiders. He's going to be. When was his statement made? Was today Friday? Yeah, so was it yesterday? That was from Wednesday. If I okay, at least I, I could deliver, I could deal with it, I should say, a little bit earlier in the week. But as we approach game day, and when he runs out on the field for the first time, sure. Oh, Chris, yeah. Chris Bryant went back. He plays a third-base outfield for the Giants. When he went back to the Cubs, they won a World Series. The Cubs, mm-hmm. you know, a thousand years, the curse of the goat and all that stuff. Uh, so he was a little emotional at the start. I get that. But then it's time to play ball. Yes, and for, for him, I believe that. I believe it's not a storyline for him, but when the bus pulls in and he goes to a different locker room, of course he's going to think about it. Of course he is. But it is a storyline for everybody else, and that's why the average ticket price is now $1,100. Well, yeah, it's Tom Brady, though. But it's he's not. Co- he's it was coming Tom Brady to your stadium. It was Tom Brady in L.A., and it wasn't right. 1100 bucks. Right, because he's coming to your stadium. It's because it's Boston. Yeah, because he's yeah, yeah, yes. Your I'm talking about Boston fans. Oh, okay, yes. I, I understand. He's coming to your stadium. I get it, and you want to see him play, and there'll be cheers. But I think the game completely and totally overrides. This is not a time for nostalgia. He's still playing at a high level, beyond belief, but he's still doing it at his age. More yeah. power to him, man. Well, the storyline any other week, because the Patriots aren't good, and they aren't going to be good. They got a rookie quarterback, and so there's going to be a learning curve. Oh, in the short term, maybe. Right. Oh, yeah, what they're going to be in 2023 and 2024. Well, Bill Belichick Jr. takes over. Nice. (laughs) Farewell, (laughs) May. Tom Brady also told reporters the Patriots handled things perfectly and that things worked out for the best. Perfectly, don't buy it. Things worked out for the best, totally agree. He won the Super Bowl. This is something that happens all the time, though. Yep. Legends leave other team, leave teams, go to other places. True story. I'm I'm on to the game. That's what matters. It's the game. Other games that you will be on to 
Cardinals, Rams. Oh, yeah. 3 and 0, 3 and 0, division game. Oh, Let's do the it. The Cardinals weren't picked to win very many games. Are they for real? You know, they have the nice win over Tennessee, uh, which was good. They had to come from behind against Jacksonville. It's good that you won, but, you know, what were you doing down? So let's see how real you are. Big game. That's the uh, afternoon game on uh, on Fox. And speaking of down to Jacksonville, Cincinnati was down 14-0. And Jacksonville went for it on fourth and goal at the one when they could have kicked a field goal for a three-possession lead at halftime. They didn't do it. They got stopped. Cincinnati scored on Every possession in the second half and kicked a field goal as time oh, ran out to win 24 21. That that decision then was right. Because if they scored, they would have won? No. Since Cincinnati scored every possession, yeah. you needed touchdowns, not field goals. But a field goal would have gotten you overtime. You don't know that. You drive me that. I know, I did it. But I did it. Always drive me I did it on purpose. I know you did. I saw the look. They were playing for the field goal at the end of the game because that's all they needed. Right. Right. And they you could know, have been more aggressive. I, I did. It. I knew I that last it. night. <laughs> but I got a reaction out of you, so. I learned it from watching you, all right? I was more into the uh, Virginia game for some reason. Once again, I thought of you, though, because you you hate the field goals, and two games came down to field goals. Cincinnati made theirs because pro, pro. pro kickers tend to make the 35-yarder, and he did. Right. Although he hasn't been a pro for long. He was a Florida kid and got drafted, and he's been in four NFL games. But still, nonetheless, he's a pro. He made the cut, and he made the kick. Meanwhile, the pressure kick by Miami was no good in Virginia. Wow, it was a shankaroonie. Shankopotamus. That's golf. Okay, fine. Can't borrow a little golf? Eh, you can. No, but you win with the Roonies, who are big in in football, so that's good. Shankaroonie. All right, other games coming up that may or may not intrigue you. The Chiefs and the Eagles are both one and two. Somebody needs to get going. I would assume it's the Chiefs, but that defense is bad. They're giving up a lot of points. they got to fix that. Cardinals-Rams, not the only intriguing game in the NFC West. How about Seahawks-Niners? Sure. Any, th- anytime any of those teams play each yeah. other in the division. The- Seattle could fall two games back if they lose. Mm-hmm. Broncos are... Three and oh, but they haven't played anybody. They played three of those teams that are 0 and 3 that you have already identified as hopeless for the rest of this season. Now they get the Ravens. So, first real test for the Broncos. And Steelers Packers sounds like a big game, but the way things are going with the Steelers, are the Packers going uh, to roll in this? Uh, it's still early. So, there's time. Maybe yeah. the Steelers just looked really bad in one game, the way the Packers looked really bad in their you first game. You could argue that, but. Two Hall of Fame guys going, so it may not be standings-wise, but it's still something. The Steelers are an illustrious franchise in the NFL. We've said it for years. Super Bowl halftime show. SoFi Stadium in Inglewood. Dr. Dre, Snoop Dogg, Eminem, Mary J. Blige, Kendrick Lamar. A cast of thousands. Kendrick Lamar? That voice of his? DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Hashtag BYU. 
Take your pick. Yeah, everybody's been really clear to me since day one that I got here that i got to hate BYU. So <laughs> I, I've gotten the message loud and clear. They are the most talented team we have faced. If we clean up the mistakes, we can play with these guys. And this is a game that we can win. We've got to play great ball. We've got to do everything right. But we can win this game on Friday night. And, man, wouldn't that be a great way to keep the season going? Yes, it would. <laughs> Blake Anderson, Utah State coach. Aggies went off the field tonight with both teams 4-1. and one. Yes, it would be a great way to keep the season going. We'll have Scotty on in about 45 minutes. I'm wondering, what is the highest-ranked team Utah State has beaten in recent times, maybe back when uh, Merlin this, Olsen was running around this and they were would, really good? This would be it. It's in their release. They've beaten four-ranked teams. They didn't play ranked teams back in Merlin's day. The first time oh, they, they beat didn't. a ranked team was Fresno in 91. I've seen it in their release a gazillion times. It's now up to four wins. I, I want to say number 19. I read it in the release earlier this week. I just don't have it at that. So not as high as 13 with the Cougars. No, are. this would be the highest ranked team to beat. This would be it. Well, looking forward to this ball game tonight for sure. Aggie pregame show, 6 o'clock on 97.5 The Zone. Mm-hmm. The Bees will be over on 1280. Kickoff is set for 7 o'clock on the CBS Sports. Yeah, because I'm going to come home from the Corner Canyon game and watch it on tape. I got my loyalties, Dave, and they're not changing. Corner Canyon, Westlake? I know no idea who they're playing. Nor do I, know I thought your loyalties and they weren't changing. Right. I don't care about, I care about us. I don't care about the opponent. <laughs> it's, a, it's a game that should be over fairly quickly. I don't know anything about the opponent. The Westlake. Uh, These games are usually over by halftime. Westlake Thunder. It's my. That's his. Uh, that's his backyard school. Westlake Thunder, huh? Your kids on track to go to Westlake, so right? My kids are currently slated. Although to go. you'll probably use open oh, enrollment no, 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 no. to get the golfer to the big school, the football player to the big school, and the skier. Hey, in, in that area, he'll be making big money. It'll be Lone Peak. He'll no. be living in Alpine. BYU Alpine, baby. Yeah. Alpine ain't my jam. They all do. Not yet. Oh, you'll you'll come around as you get older. Wait till your first surgery. <laughs> <laughs> BYU and Utah State, 7 o'clock on the CBS Sports Network. BYU, a chance to get to 5-0. 5-0, PK. Line them up and knock them down. Are they bowling pins? Yes. And there's 12 of them. Well, that's cool because Utah State has a receiver named Bowling, and that Noah running back, he's a bowling ball. So see? I see where you go. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Big games of college football, 10 a.m. ESPN. It's number eight, Arkansas, and number two, Georgia. I mean, Arkansas is still the SEC, but they've been the dregs for so long. Just to mix it up, could Arkansas please get it done? And Georgia's favored by 18. <laughs> so the answer is probably no. But I wouldn't mind. Georgia? Turn that thing upside down. Let's go, Georgia. Arkansas. Georgia. They've taken down Texas and Texas A&M so far. Let's see if they can get Georgia. Georgia? That'd be awesome. Number 12, Ole Miss. Number one, Alabama on CBS. Ole Miss. (laughs) Ole Miss. Bama favored by 14 and a half. You just sing the name of every song as I call off these big games. Hey, BYU fans, your team's playing Friday. What are you going to do Saturday? Watch Big 12 football. Big 12? 
Ah, you should have Big changed. 12. It's the Big 12, brother. Number 21, Baylor. Number 19, Oklahoma State. ESPN 2 at 530. That's a good game. That's why I think this conference is good. You know, it's not going to be the SEC, but it wasn't the SEC with Oklahoma. Agreed. And Texas is middle of the pack, so... BYU ought to be able to go in and be middle of the pack. Cincinnati ought to be able to go in and be middle of the pack. Texas is a brand name. You and, and the only that. reason why they're not ranked higher is because they aren't Oklahoma. If they were, if Baylor was Oklahoma right now, it'd be ranked eighth. Right. But they haven't rolled off a bunch of conference titles in a row. Which has nothing to do with this year. Exactly. It's a joke. Maybe the winner of this game will get a big bump in the polls. Maybe, I look forward maybe. to following these teams more intently in two years. I really do. Well, obviously, Baylor's playing BYU later this season. So oh, for sure. watch this game. Get a little scouting report for that game. Both of these teams are 4-0, and oh, winner to 5-0. and oh. Pac-12 football, Arizona State and UCLA, 8-30 on FS1. Not really an elimination game in the South. It's too early for that. Uh, but I think it's uh, whoever wins could be considered the favorite. I'll, how about is that fair? You, you would have early favorite. You would have the early lead in a long race. But yeah, absolutely. You get an early lead head to head. You get a tiebreaker. Wouldn't be surprising to me if a bunch of these teams ended up six and three, and you needed a tiebreaker. Twenty percent of the roster for the Devils is from that area. 20% L.A. kids, Southern, mm-hmm. Southern California kids. Yeah. And they better get it done now because it ain't going to happen. They're going to hit the week. reset button. Uh, yeah, the stuff that I've been hearing, man. Wow. Number seven, Cincinnati. Number nine, Notre Dame. That's 1230 on NBC. That's another future Big 12 school, but that's just two top 10 undefeated teams getting after it. Notre Dame. It's nothing like Notre Dame. DJ and PK, we mentioned uh, Virginia, Miami. Virginia wins 30-28. to Miami star quarterback De'Eric King missed the game with a lingering shoulder injury. Bronco Mendenhall had the fist raised after the game as the Cavaliers pull it off. And we will see them in Provo later this year. I root for those guys. What can I tell you? I like Bronco. I like Papinga. I like Deny. And I want to see them be successful. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Philadelphia 76ers star Joel Embiid called Joel Embiid called the situation with disgruntled co-star Ben Simmons disappointing and borderline kind of disrespectful to the rest of the team. I feel like our teams have been built, whether it's a shooting need or stretch five and all this stuff. I feel like Simmons always had it here and we still have it, Embiid said before listing all the three-point shooters on the roster. Our teams have always been built around his needs. A little more truth out of NBA. Yeah, I would agree with most of that. I heard it yesterday. Heard it this morning flicking around. Also heard Kylie Malo. La, 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 la. That's another story. Uh, so, yeah, I agree with Joel. Who wants Simmons, and what are they willing to pay? Bridges are burning behind him in Philadelphia. Where is he going? How bad must it have been in his eyes to think that? Pretty I don't bad, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what was said on the team bus. I don't know what was said behind closed doors. 
We're not in the building at 5.30 in the morning, PK. Hard to know that one. But it does feel no, like it's more no, than just Simmons the basketball. Simmons gym shooting Jays at 5.30, that's <laughs> for sure. It does feel like it's more than just basketball and more than money. And it's often about the basketball and the money. Well, the money's there. Feelings, egos, hard feelings, hurt egos. NBA's reached 95% vaccination threshold, a steady rise since the opening of training camps. The uptick, which includes players who minimally, minimally receive one vaccination shot, comes as unvaccinated players prepare for losses of salary for games missed in the Bay Area in New York due to local governmental mandates. And there, there's one lawmaker around here in coming to the games, because what are they doing? Chris Making Stewart. wear a mask or show a vaccine Requiring card? Requiring you to show your vaccine card aka, or show a proof of a negative test within 72 hours. And he's not going to come to the games? He's nope. furious? He might, he might have moved on. And who's he? He's in the House of Representatives. I don't know. What district, Yach? I believe two. Two? Oh, okay. those people Where are is two. that? They're Give crazy. I don't know the counties. Okay, District fine. two? Oh, man. Oh, jeez. <laughs> DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. The Mariners are tied for a wild card. The drought could be over, PK. They're so close. Did it rain? The what Orioles. in Seattle. How the crap they have a drought? The Orioles beat the Red Sox 6-2. The Sox are faltering down the stretch. They come. Down the stretch they come. Yankees are two games in front of Boston and Seattle. Who are both one game in front of Toronto. You got a chance, Toronto. Got to finish strong. So Toronto lost to the Yankees 6-1. to one. Yeah, they did. So that cost Toronto. They After the football, I, I'll turn on Baseball Network. Oh, my goodness gracious. Tatiste. Oh, off the, uh, yeah. <laughs> Leave. Out of Dodger Stadium, 476 <laughs> feet. Mashed it. I didn't see it. I, I watched did. it. No, I, I mean, it. no, but the ball. Can you see the ball yeah, I saw in the, the sky? Ball hit the, as it was coming down, I okay. saw it. Yes, I saw it coming down. So off the pavilion and out. Wow. <laughs> that was a blast, man. I literally have never seen anyone hit a ball that far. Willie Stargell, 1969. I didn't see it. All the way out. It was in the Dodger Media Guide for years. I know that. But I didn't see yes, it. Yes, because you and I both read me guys. Oh, yeah, 69? Yeah. No. Yeah, I didn't see I, it. I suspect there's no But I, I was watching no it live, and wow. <laughs> and they showed Max Muncy, and he wanted to go wow, but he couldn't really because it would show up as pitcher. Uh, Gosselin, I think, was throwing. And my goodness, that, that guy is something. At 22, wow. Despite that titanic shot, the Dodgers beat the Padres 8-3. They don't pick up any ground on the Giants because they beat the Diamondbacks 5-4. So that's 17-2 now. Yeah, I think they're done. The Di- you know what the Diamondbacks' record in San Francisco was this year? Oh, they played nine games. 0-9. Yeah, 0-9. Oh, and, oh, and, oh, and, oh, and, <laughs> and then they went 2-8 and eight against them at home, huh? I guess so. Oh, and freaking 9. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, guys. Did you suck any worse? I'm not buying season tickets next year. <laughs> All right, final weekend of the season. Uh, Houston clinched the AL West title. That's all over. They're going to play Chicago in the American League Division Series. And Dusty underway. Baker, every team he's managed, which I think is like four or five, he's gotten in the postseason. 
What more does he need to do? This guy's a Hall of Fame manager. Make it happen. He's a Hall of Fame manager. Well, he's in his 70s now, and my thought is that uh, when he's done with... This will be it. Yeah, you'd think, but I thought that about La 30 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) Hall of Famer Frank Thomas has headed up a venture that bought controlling interest in the the go-the-distance baseball stake of All-Star Ballpark Heaven and the Field of Dreams movie site in Iowa. That thing's going to be surrounded by condos one day. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's not going to be like the Thirsty Beaver in North Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> that was your best one. In a segment full of them, that was your best one. No way. <laughs> the thirsty Beaver in Charlotte. Mick Jagger silhouetted against the thing, just leaning on the wooden railing by himself. Yeah. And, the, and, if you, and if you saw pictures in the daylight, it literally is surrounded by high-rise apartment buildings, it looks like. Oh, classic. And, and then the Thirsty Beaver, this little dive bar, is just alone there. And they said that the people in the picture to the right had floor seats for the show, and they did not <laughs> recognize that that was Mick friggin' Jagger that That's they probably paid over awesome. $1,000 for. He could have turned around and said <laughs> hi to Mick, and he didn't have anybody to talk to. He'd have probably said hi right back. He probably could have chatted up Mick Jagger. The kind of thing that people would go online at some charity auction and pay a gazillion dollars for, you could have just turned around and done it for free. Yeah. And yeah. he wasn't with anybody else in the photo. He had nobody else. To, hey, you're interrupting here. He's just doing, himself, doing you know, nothing. Uh, and, and they had floor seats that I'm sure they paid an extreme amount of money for. Hilarious. Bees beat Tacoma 3-2. to two. Chris Wallach, ninth inning home run. Game three in the series tonight at 8 o'clock. Listen to it right here on The Zone at 7.50. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL at Austin tomorrow afternoon at 1.30. Feels like a trap, PK. An expansion team in last place. Only four home wins. Four and seven with a couple of draws at home. Three points for RSL. They need them in the playoff race. Perfect opportunity. Seven games left in the season. Oh, it would be a bitter disappointment. It would be absolutely, it would be a bitter disappointment. But just because it looks easy on paper doesn't mean that's the way it's going to play out. I know, I get it. And Austin just just got one of those wins uh, last weekend against uh, the Galaxy. They beat them at home. Well, yeah, now's the time. We're getting into money time here, so you got to come through. And obviously I want my ex-Thunderbird chief to have (laughs) all sorts of success. Well, if you want him to have the interim label taken off as a former uh, Jack-in-the-Box veteran, 18th in Thunderbird for Jack-in-the-Box? Uh, probably about uh, 20th. 20th, okay. Because the school is on 19th in Thunderbird. Okay, well, I knew it was one way or the other and from the school. And west. Okay, so it's 20th. Yeah. Probably 500 yards. Well, Ooh. just keep winning. Just keep winning. And he grew up, he said he grew up on 7th Avenue in Greenway, and I was 23rd Avenue in Greenway. But you're older. So I'm you wouldn't older, have been. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not like you guys would have been on play oh, dates no. when you were six years old because you were in Jersey <laughs> right, when right. you were six. Right, right. Yeah. And he's By the time he's there. I'm just yeah. saying. Yeah, but it's still, you still, you know the area. Not that far apart. All right, well, we'll see what they do. They got a two-week break after this, and they just use basically the same starting lineup. There's only one change. Uh, from the game in Portland last weekend to midweek. 
I don't know how many of those guys. I, w- I would think after that game winner, we'll see a new starter up top. I think uh, Anderson Julio might get a start. And they can bring Chang back because he's the one guy they, they did not start midweek. So we'll see how they change up the lineup. And Brody's back from a broken toe and pins and surgery and all that. So that's another guy who could get a start. So we'll see what they do at the lineup. Afternoon game, 1.30. DJ and PK. What is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz at 7.30. Scotty G to talk Aggies and Cougars at 8.05. Stay with us. David Locke is next right here on 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. The Big Show show. with Jake Scott and Gordon Monson. The radio voice of the Utah Jazz, the one and only David Locke. Everywhere I go, what do you think of Rudy Gay and Jared Butler? And I was like, I think about Hassan Whiteside. All those conversations about Butler and Trent Forrest and Eric Pascal. The one that slides my meter of where the Jazz are and who they are is Hassan Whiteside. We were horrendous defensively with Rudy off the floor last year. Like, we actually had a glaring statistical weakness defensively for 14 minutes a night, every night, on a team that was the best record in the NBA. If we're, like, above average or even good, because Hassan Whiteside is 7-1 with a 7-5 wingspan? Hassan Whiteside is good. Lights out. Catch the Big Show weekdays from 2 to 7. Presented by Big O' Tires. The team you trust. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We are joined now by David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. David joins us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain is having an end-of-season sale on their irrigation smart controller. Save 50% off each smart controller purchase. The offer is available to all commercial property zone listeners. Visit smartrain.net. To schedule a demo today. And David Locke's weekly appearance is brought to you by the Murdoch Auto Team. David, good morning. Good morning. Is PK with you? Yeah. PK, I'm impressed because you know what they say. What? If you're going to soar with the Eagles, or you're going to soar with the, I don't know what they say. Something about <laughs> soaring with somebody, you got to hoot the next morning or something. If you're going to hoot with the Owls, you got to soar with the Eagles, or I don't know. Because, I mean, I know you last night. Crazy. <laughs> Yuck, will you make that a drop? Because that was awesome. Uh, he and I know what that was about. He texted me. We had a funny text in yesterday. Yeah. That's what that was all about. What is it? What is the phrase? I thought I had it right. Dyslexia never kills. It just really confuses. What, what is that? You're going to soar with the... The Soaring Eagle is Juan Diego's nickname. I know yeah. that. <laughs> Don't change allegiances like down there in Draper. We know about your allegiances. Was the owl hoot in the morning? I don't know, but I, t- I toot in the morning. Yeah, we know. <laughs> I didn't. You know, why? Why? You, well, you walked him right up to it. Nancy Kerrigan here? I didn't walk him anywhere close to that. 
he like jumped over all sorts of things to get there. That was not a logical next thing at all. You can't soar with the eagles if you're hanging with the turkeys. No, that is not it. All right, fine. And I'm in the wrong market for which somebody to get this phrase. I went helicopter skiing with it, it up in Canada in Mike Wigley's helicopter skiing, and they have, and it's quite a party. Nice plug. And it's quite an unbelievable skiing. And there's a big, huge, like, sign that's wood carved out. Like, it's been there for, you know, 50 years or something. And it has this phrase, and it's basically, you know, if you're going to be partying all night, you got to be able to wake up early in the morning. Well, I did. I know. You're amazing. Gosh. <laughs> Last night was insane, wasn't it? Oh, man, I can barely remember it. <laughs> yeah, right, because it ended at 930. <laughs> okay. Hey, 50-year-olds pretending they're funny. <laughs> Tune in every morning, 6 to 10. Are you ready for a serious question? The fact that I get to call an NBA game in like four days? When will you get to call an NBA game that involves Rudy Gay? He is now expected to miss the first part of the season. And was he hmm. expected to miss the first part of the season when the Jazz signed him? Or is that a more recent development because things aren't going well? Or this was always the timeline, but we were busy watching football and nobody said anything and you know, people didn't know. And- yeah, so that's like information that's not out there, which is whether when when he had the heel surgery. So um and that's really the key piece of information you need to have, right? Because so whatever the date is by which he had heel surgery, it's the last time he was active. Um, he's you know probably been riding the bike and doing those kind of things, but the last time he had any type of running or anything of that was probably the day before the heel surgery, and it's not clear when that's, that's not reported or that's not out there right now in any way, shape, or form. So um, I don't, you know, my easy guess, if I have to put, like, if you – if you want me to like guess is I, if I could take the wide ranging month of November, that seems to be like a pretty good guess. Um, in that, you know, he's not playing. They, I think they've kind of said he's not starting. Did they said he's not starting the season or just not playing training? They camp? said I, uh, I, early in the season that he's due back. Okay. So early in the season. So if he's not starting the season, the way they're, you know, the way that schedule is and they're never home, it's going to be pretty hard for him to get in before November. So that's and then there's a long homestand in November where it seems like that's the right time. Now his body's got to be playing along. So, you know, I don't know if we're heading into November, December. I mean, the fact of the matter is we signed Rudy Gay to play in April, May, and June. So not a, um, not a massively important issue in that sense. Eric Pascal gets a chance to play with really good players for the first time in his career, and we can see what he can do. So that and that's a positive. Um, and I'm not actually. I don't know, I'm on an island on this. I've listened, read every article, listened to every podcast, read every national article, and all I ever hear about is, with us is, oh, we've got this new defensive versatility. Like, it's cute. It's a good line. It's, I guess, important. I'm not buying. Like, it's just, like, I just do not think it's nearly as important as everybody else does. But that's, you know, I've been wrong many times in my career, and maybe I'm wrong again. All right, I guess we'll have to see there. I was thinking about this the other day, thinking about when I was thinking about the Jazz. You know, we've seen some pretty good glimpses of Royce O'Neal be ex- extremely good. And so I'm wondering going forward, you know, how good can he be? He's still what I would consider a fairly young enough player to get better. But what do you think is there for him as far as getting even better than he is now to make even more of a contribution to the team? I think the next step would be whether you add, and I don't know that he actually has to do this to be valuable. I think um, 
I love the fact that someone like Royce works as hard as he does and tries to improve his skills every day. Um, I always think one of the bigger mistakes players in the NBA make from just a big picture standpoint is they get paid and they then feel like they have to do something more. And the fact is they got paid for doing exactly what they were doing. So frankly, we paid Royce O'Neal or we, the jazz paid Royce O'Neal a bunch of money so that he would defend the lead guy every single game. He has done that at a higher rate than any player in all of the NBA, but he hit open threes. He did that brilliantly and that he would only take about five shots a game, which I actually think the third one is maybe as important as anything else on this roster because there are too many, there are not enough possessions to go around for the way this roster is constructed. So if someone like Royce suddenly wants 10 shots, it's a real problem. Um, so, you know, part of me thinks what Royce is exactly is great. The next step for him, and he talked about this in our broadcasters meeting at content day, is, you know, a little bit more ball handling and a little bit more creation for others. So can we suddenly run Royce off some pick and rolls? Royce plays drive and kick. Does that suddenly lead to a, a kick out three maybe for somebody else? Um, as well as anyone else. But, you know, the other thing on him, just to his credit, he has become a terrific rim finisher, and he was not when he first came in the league. That's, that's really what made him viable is that his, he learned how to finish at the rim, and he's, done a, he's strong and physical and learned how to do that. David Locke, join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I know you're following the whole NBA. Have you seen any storylines, anything that impacts the Western race here early on that has made you raise an eyebrow? Maybe a team's a little better than you thought. Maybe somebody's got a problem that isn't on everybody else's radar because everybody else is watching college football. So there are three things I've seen so far. They're all kind of related to things I thought about when the year started. Um, So one is Dallas. So I really, really like Dallas. Um, there's a lot to like. Luke is ready to be an MVP. They can spread the floor. They can do all sorts of things. I just don't know about Jason Kidd. He's never won more than 41 games, I think, in his career as a head coach, maybe 44. He's had some really good teams. He's had dysfunction everywhere he's been. And then he comes out and announces that, like, Dwight Powell is starting. Chris Epps is going to play the four, and I don't want him to be, you know, worrying about the three and, and shooting a lot of twos and doing all these kind of things. And, like, well, he's not actually very good at that. So – to me, like that was a little alarming, like that it was almost like Jason Kidd wants to be obstinate for the sake of being obstinate, which, okay, like go for it. We'll see. Um, the second one is just watching Chauncey Billups camp in Portland. Cause I think they're a lot better than anyone realizes. And if they're good, it has massive ramifications on the Western conference. Cause it then means there are seven, if not eight good teams. And what that means is that everyone is now just avoiding the play-in game for the entire first half for the first regular season. If you just think about, like, if this thing's as balanced as we think and the winner is going to win 54-55 games, I think there's a chance that seven could be at 48 wins. That's just a very slim margin between being home court advantage at 51 and play-in game at 47. And so, you know, if Mike Conley's suddenly sitting every back-to-back and you have one other injury, like, are you suddenly just as good as we thought you were, but you're working toward the play-in because the Clippers are much better than people think and the Blazers are, and I do think Portland's way better than anyone thinks. So I've been watching that closely. And then I do think the wild card of the whole West is whether what Russell Westbrook's impact is going to be. And he did a whole press conference about how he's going to be on Anthony Davis all the time and he's going to be driving him and making him play hard. And to Russ's credit, you can say all you want about Russ, and I'll talk about how he's the single least efficient player in the NBA, and he's the most negatively impactful offensive player. He makes his teammates play hard. He plays harder than anyone else in the entire league. And I don't know if Anthony Davis has that gear inside of him, 
And if Russ is riding him, like I think Anthony Davis is as liable to check out as he is to check in, but if he checks in, holy smoke. So um, I think that one's really interesting to watch. How do you think they'll approach the regular season? Because they got four guys who are at least 35 years of age, and then they got another three or four who are over 30. So I think this is the story. This goes back to the two teams I'm watching the most to start the year are Portland and the Clippers. To me, this is the story of the West. It's a little, you know, maybe second tier. But So I'm watching Portland and the Clippers. And if they're good to start, then what I just talked about is real, that the playing game is going to be at 48 games. 48 wins, 47, 48. I think the Clippers are going to be, thir- I mean, excuse me, I think the Lakers at like the 62 game mark are going to be 34 or 32 and, you know, or 33 and 29. Like, I think they're going to be hovering a little bit above 500, coasting through the year. And in the final 20 games, they're going to be like, oh gosh, we got to go. Like, we got to go now. And if they slip as far as I just said, then they would actually have to go like 15 and three. I, I don't like their roster composition. Um, I don't quite get what they did. I'm not a Russell Westbrook fan. I just gave you the positives and negatives. He is the most negatively impactful offensive player in regards to efficiency in the league. Carmelo's an inefficient offensive player. Anthony Davis had a bad year last year. I think for them to be good, Anthony Davis has to have a Jokic level year this year. I have them as the ninth best offensive team in all of the Western Conference and considerably below the good offensive teams, like considerably below. I have them as a 44-win offensive team, which means they have to be elite-level defensive team. They added Carmelo Anthony and Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan and Russell Westbrook, guys that are 30-plus to be elite defensive team. It doesn't jive to me. So we'll see, and I could be wrong because LeBron and Anthony Davis are that great, but then I hate to say this, but like LeBron's not LeBron anymore. Like He's really, really good, but He's 30-whatever years old. It's like it's like you know, like his running mate, Dwayne Wade, owns the Jazz. Isn't playing with the Jazz. He lost his shooting. No, I'm just kidding. I mean, obviously, him looting a shooting contest with Gobert and Whiteside's fun, but not real. Um, but it's worth noting, right? Like, Carmelo's, like, on his last leg and barely a player anymore. Wade's retired. Like, LeBron, is, it's coming to an end at some point. He's not going to be the only player in the history of the league that doesn't age. So... I just don't – I think the Lakers – This I, I think the Clippers in Portland are the two teams that are the most important teams to watch early in the year because if they're good, the race to avoid the playing game is going to be, you know, astronomical. I guess the Warriors are the other one in there because I'm not sure I get the hype around the Warriors. So they're a non-playoff team that added two rookies who was adding a piece that hasn't played in two years sometime in January, and that's the third highest win total according to – that like. I was just on betonline.ag today, and they like had, I think the Warriors is the third highest, like or fourth highest win total in the West. Like, really? I don't get it. So I guess the Warriors would be too, because if the Warriors slip out, then there's only 17. He's David Locke. He joins us every week right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you, David. You know what's crazy? What? Well, lots in the world right now, but. Second most crazy thing what? is that when I talk to you on Friday next week, I, we will have called two games. And even more than crazy, we will have talked two road games. Hmm. And then the week after that, and then the week after that, they're just going to pile up now. Well, yeah. Like, I'm not thinking about that. You're, you're <laughs> traveling? Are you back to traveling this year? Yes. Okay. All right. Isn't that great? Yeah, enjoy. Yeah. Pick enjoy, me up a t-shirt. Enjoy Texas. <laughs> What, where do you need a T-shirt from, PK? I'm all over it. <laughs>
Dallas, you Texas. You want that T-shirt that says "My friend went on a road trip with an NBA team and all I got was a scrappy T-shirt"? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that'd be fun. Okay, I'll make sure we get one of those for you. <laughs> Thanks, David. All right, David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz, the preseason opener Monday, and then he's got another game Wednesday right here on the Zone Sports Network. Coming up, Scotty G, play-by-play voice of the Aggies, joins us at eight oh five. Stay with us. It's game week for the Cougars. And the Zone Sports Network is getting you ready for kickoff. It ain't over till it's over. Kalani Sataki and BYU take their undefeated record to Logan for a showdown against the Aggies. Listen all week for your chance to win tickets to the game and then catch all the play-by-play action beginning with a Cougar preview show. Friday at 6 on 97.5 FM with a post-game show immediately following the game. From Monday morning to the post-game press conference, nobody brings you better coverage of Cougar football than 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Today is a football Friday. Football all day long here on the Zone Sports Network. It is brought to you by Mountainland Supply, where the pros go for plumbing, landscaping, irrigation, agricultural irrigation, HVAC parts, tools, and safety equipment. Find a location near you at mountainland.com. Got a poll question up, PK. Letting the people vote. What will happen? Who wins tonight? BYU wins and covers nine and a half points. BYU wins, but doesn't cover. Or USU in an upset. This is a classic example of why we root for everybody and people want to assign us. We don't get that as much as we used to in the early days of the show. You're but we you, still get it. We still get it, but I don't think we get it as much. But certainly we still get it. But when you think about it, say Utah State was... Uh, one and three. One and three. It wouldn't have near the would have no sizzle. Yeah. None. So it just works out much, much better for us to have these two teams. I actually pull hard for these teams. It doesn't matter. Uh, I spread the love, but I don't have a favorite. It it doesn't do us any good to have any local team lose. (laughs) When your team wins, you want to turn on the radio and hear more about it. Yeah. And I see the ratings on Talking Sports every Saturday night. It directly, directly follows. Well, I I just told Sundays at 11 the ratings suck. They do. That's all I care about. They do. Speaking of disappointment and heartbreak. (laughs) Now back to the game. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I know. Get over it. I got it. Jeez, you've told me that a million times. You have no idea how difficult it is. But we want these teams to have success because then when they play each other, and this is the classic example, to have some sizzle. I mean, you really can't have BYU and Utah have a lot of hype based on prior games leading up to their game because they play so early. Here, these guys have a number of games, in this case a whole month of games under their belts, and so it adds to the excitement because I think Utah State is legitimate, notwithstanding the Boise loss because that was disappointing. But things happen in the course of games, and now let's see what they can do to rebound at home and all this stuff should be flowing in their favor as far as the emotions and the opportunity of redemption. You know, you play some big-name teams, and you want to have success. 
and Blake Anderson building that thing. Kalani just uh, seems like everything is turning up roses these days. Big commitment from the Corner Canyon receiver, who I was told in the summer was Stanford bound. I told David Shaw that. I feel like I got to call David Shaw and apologize. Sorry, coach. Uh, yeah. Because <laughs> as we were interviewing him, I got a text that says, oh, he's going to Stanford. And I showed it to, to Coach Shaw. And he just smiled because he's had, obviously had such success in the state of Utah. And I understand this kid's a mission kid, so we'll see. Basically, he's a Big 12 kid now because he's going to be gone. So he'll, he'll come back. two years and he'll then come he'll back be in the league. The, yeah, yeah, in the second year, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that, that's great for the Cougars. They want to keep this thing rolling because these are, these are great times. Uh, in a sense, I could argue that these are the best times they've had since Lavelle Edwards because I know that, you know, Bronco Mendenhall did great stuff. But they were in the Mountain West, and exposure was pathetic and all that stuff. Bronco talked about that ad nauseum. And now going forward here, they're going to be in the Big 12, and they're going to get great exposure, and it's better. If they can do what they, what Bronco did in the late 00s, then, wow, I don't know that they can, but if they can, that would be sweet. And so they want to keep this thing rolling as much as possible. And then, you know, if you win this ball game. Uh, you look forward to their schedule. How many games you're going to lose? You never know. But ten wins is they go five and zero. Oh, ten wins is realistic because you're obviously you're halfway yes. there. If my math is correct, yes. Thank you. I and I, I said ten and two early, and you're like, oh. And there's no guarantees. I don't but remember it's me totally. Go, you realistic. sure it was in response to ten and two when I went, oh, <laughs> could have been something else because there's a lot of things going on these days. <laughs> Poll questions up. Who wins tonight? We're over 100 votes already, and I just put it up in the last break. 54% of you think BYU is going to win and cover the 9.5-point spread. 23% for BYU wins and doesn't cover, and 22.5% of you think Utah State in an update. Vote at Twitter. David in an update or upset? DJ James in an upset. David DJ James. Vote on Twitter. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Scotty G, voice of the Aggies, to talk about the Aggies and Cougars and the odds of an upset next.